Hi, Chelsea. Hi, Taryn. Hi, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Check Down and Overdue, a podcast where we talk about books <laughs> and sometimes just our lives. Uh, Chelsea, how has your week been? Pretty good. I'm getting over uh, sickness. I don't know what I had, but I'm feeling better today. So that's nice. That's good. I- Missed the last home football game yesterday, so that was, like, kind of depressing, but... Oh, no. It's fine. It's fine. We'll survive. Maybe. Did they win? Yeah, we crushed them. Are you kidding me? Who did you play? Idaho State. Cool. Yeah. I, um... I'm doing fairly well in my fantasy college football league. Yeah? So, I'd like you to know that. I'm not winning by any means. (laughs) However... (laughs) I'm not the lowest. Like I, when I do it with my students. They help me make my picks every week. And between them and like my own like s- pathetic attempts to figure out what the heck is going on, we're like middle of middle of like all of the people that are doing it. So I'm actually quite proud of that. Yeah, that's not bad. So that's pretty impressive. I also like to tell everybody that I have no idea what I'm doing. So when I beat them, they feel extra bad about it. That was really smart. Really smart. Yeah. And then they feel very mm-hmm. foolish. But yes, you're outsourcing you to your to your students. That's just a clever way to play it. That's strategy right there. And it makes it so that I have something to talk about with my football boys who don't want to talk about anything. Ooh, but I can two birds, get one them stone. to talk to me. Yes. <laughs> I can get points and also have them think, like have them talk to me for like approximately five minutes a week. It's fine. <laughs> Killing it, Taryn. Killing it. What have I done this week? Yesterday, I did do something fun this week. Yesterday, I had Friendsgiving. Yay. Every year. I don't know if I've talked about this already, but every year I plan a Friendsgiving dinner. And, like, I, I love it more than most other holidays. And it's not a real holiday. But I pretend like it's a holiday. So that is a I just did a big holiday. potluck. It is. I did a big potluck with a bunch of my friends and my husband's friends and some of my coworkers, and I thought it turned out really good. We didn't have a lot of food left over, which was actually kind of nice, because then you don't have to worry about like trying to get food home to people, right? But you don't have to it was eat super sandwiches fun. for every meal for the next three weeks. Yes, well, we did an Italian dinner. Ooh, because Thanksgiving food is good, but it's not everybody's favorite food, so. I try to switch it up. Last year I did Italian too, but my friend who hosted this year was like, oh, let's just do Italian. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm fine doing it two years in a row. So people got to meet new people. I got to see like my old roommate that I haven't seen like since we moved out. We lived together for like a year and a half. And then we moved, I moved home. She got married. Our other roommate got married and then COVID hit. And so, like, I saw her once last year. She, like, stopped by to give me a caramel apple and, like, stood out away from me because it was still, like, weird COVID stuff. And so it was fun to see her and my coworkers came. And it was just a good time. Good. And there was food. And yummy treats. I'm so jealous. It's a pretty good one. Today we have a family dinner that I have to make food for, too. Well, I have to make the sauce. For pizza night. That's not bad though. If it's just the sauce, you don't have to like make a full blown meal. No, but if the sauce is bad, 
it ruins every pizza. You're not wrong, actually. That is a <laughs> lot of pressure. I feel like you need I to bring know. two. You need to bring like a white sauce and a red sauce. Well, somebody else is bringing like a white sauce, but oh, well, Andrew volunteered mind, me for me. my red sauce. Andrew likes my red sauce, so since he liked it, he was like, "Oh, Taryn can make the sauce." I was like, "Okay, okay." So now I have to like triple my recipe and hope that it works. my mix of tomato sauce, tomato paste, and like Italian seasoning is good enough for people. <laughs> It's That's not the that. one nice thing is I've never once had Coleman volunteer me to bring food to anything. Andrew keeps I'm volunteering me. And then when it's baking, I'm fine. Uh, I'll give you some tips. We'll bake something when I come up next time. And I will tell Coleman that I didn't do anything and that it was just you. Oh, that's true friendship right there. You're like, babe, look, I made you something. And he'll be like, Taryn's here, huh? <laughs> Probably be like, no, you didn't. Who made this? <laughs> be like are you okay uh, are you sick where did this come from <laughs> one of my favorite things recently is that andrew i think i've talked about it where he's gotten really into the great british bake-off and now like when i'm baking he's interested in what i'm doing to a point like that's hilarious don't go, I don't go crazy <laughs> but like we were looking at a talking about croissants the other day or something and he was like it's this type of pastry it's this type of thing and i was like what are you Okay, Wonder- good job, babe. Like, cool, way so to go, honey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, man. I made pumpkin bars yesterday. That's what I baked, and then I made, like, a red sauce pasta. Or not a red sauce, a pink sauce pasta. It was very good. That sounds delightful. That's my life. I have, I just have work this week. The most exciting adult thing in my life this week was I bought new tires for my car. Dude, I hate buying new tires. They're so expensive and they're so boring. And I just don't like spending that much money on something that boring. Yeah. I did feel very much like an adult, though, when I could pay for it. And I like was like, oh, yeah, I could pay for that. And just I don't have it. to call my parents crying because I can't afford yeah. tires. Yeah. Like, I was like, wow. I like didn't drain my savings account either to pay for them. I was like, oh, I've been saving up for this. So here's the money that I've been saving. I was like, I'm so proud of myself. It's actually amazing. <laughs> you know, I've had to, did I tell you I paid off my car? I did. Yeah, I you did. You that. did. So I paid off my car. I got new tires. I have to fix one part in my car. I personally change out some of the filters in my car. Hey, you got the oil changed in my car. Like, give me one more week. I'm basically going to have a new car. Taryn, Except you're like the coolest the person times, I know. Oh, well, thank you. Except for all the times people keep freaking hitting my car. I have not been in an accident. That was my fault. My car's been keyed. I've been rear-ended. Um, somebody like ran a red light and hit the front of my car. Like somebody just hit my car door what? with their car door and dented it. Like I, none of this is my fault. None of this Ooh, is wait, Chris's how fault. Did, who my car. keyed your car? Oh, it got keyed two months after I bought it. Why? How? I don't know. Did Some something get wrong to someone else? I have no idea. I was in California visiting my sister in San Diego, and I just had my car parked on the side of the road. Legally, I might I might add. And I woke up the next morning and went out to pack to drive home, and there was a key mark across both of the doors on the passenger side of my car. Oh. It's, it's been there, like, yeah, since, like, two months after I bought it. And my car... The technical color of my car is brown sugar metallic. So it's not Yummy. like black 
where I could literally take a Sharpie and just like color it in. Like there's no way there's no Sharpie the same color as my car. (laughs) So I've just embraced it. And plus I'm never on the side of my car, that side of my car. So I never see it. I just ignore it. I'm feeling secondhand rage for you. (laughs) Oh, I was, I was like surprisingly calm when it happened. Cause I had to be like, okay, Taryn, does this matter in the long run? Does my car function properly? Yes. So it's fine. But then I'm like halfway home from California. I'm like, somebody keep my flipping car. (laughs) And there's nothing I can do about it. So I just, so I named my car, Chris. It's a Corolla. I'm giving out too much information about what my car looks like. Um, But it's a Corolla. So his name is Chris. And I just pretend like he's one of the many superhero Chris's. And so that's why he has so many scars. Oh. Is because he's been in many battles saving the universe. Smart. So smart. He's just one of the Chris's. Yeah. He's just one of the Chris's. Oh my gosh. That's the history of my car, everybody. Oh, one of my hubcaps either was stolen or fell off the other day, too. I don't know. I don't know why everybody likes beating up my car, but here we are. It's fine. This is not why people came to listen to our podcast today, Chelsea. You don't know that for sure, Taryn. <laughs> I guess I guess I don't. Maybe somebody really super cares about this, but um, but that's my I life. Don't. This is the life of an adult. <laughs> <laughs> you plan parties with your friends to eat food and your car gets keyed. Why not? Makes sense. All right. Ta-da! Oh, gosh. Oh, um, I have one more funny story okay. before we get into this. Okay, I've mentioned before here... I just haven't told you this yet, so I'm telling this to tell you. Um, so we've talked before about how Andrew t- sleep talks. Yes. And sleepwalks. If I haven't mentioned it on here, my husband sleep talks and sleepwalks. Sometimes it's terrifying. And occasional. most of the time it's terrifying. Because when you wake up and you hear voices, it's terrifying. But occasionally, it's really funny. Last night, I don't know why I woke up. Maybe he had been talking before and I woke up. And all of a sudden, he just goes, Huzzah! like something and then says huzzah again quietly and then just goes back to sleep huzzah Huzzah. his fist went up too he was like huzzah (laughs) what he was dreaming about i don't know i asked him this morning i was like babe what happened and he was like nothing like i don't even remember dreaming last night i was like you huzzah in the middle of the night That's I don't that know what amazing. happened. That's amazing. Huzzah! And it took everything in me not to like wake him up and be like, what just happened? What? <laughs> but that's my story that I forgot to tell you earlier today. Oh, that it, I, that, yes. Yes, 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 yes. I freaking love Andrew. <laughs> I love sleep talking Andrew so much. Um, I only like that occasionally. As I said, when he wakes up and he's like, babe babe, you have to remember this. And I was like, what? What am I remembering? He's like, write down this number. Write it down. And then he goes to sleep. What was the number? Should I call it? Is this like, is this a prophecy? It's like, I just, I don't know. I lied though and told him I took down the number. But most of the time he's just having a conversation with his best friend, Josh. That's it. Oh man. It's not even me. It's just, he's talking to Josh. Oh, That's my story. I'm sorry, we can get into this. Chelsea, what book are we reviewing today? Okay, we're talking about A Deadly Education by Naomi Novik. Um, It is a fancy kind of dark academia, magical school 
vibe book. And it has a 4.03 on Goodreads, which I personally feel like is low. But that's just my personal opinion. For the book. Four is a good score. But I feel like this... I loved this book. I thought it was so well done. I really liked it. And so we got this book. It's really funny because we're recording this. And we've had this planned for a while. And Novel Bound, which is the other podcasts that we listened to that like they had posted about it which is one of the reasons why I like I don't know for you but that's why I started reading it and they too are reviewing the same book this week so great minds think alike but great minds think alike and plus we just love them so go listen to their podcast too here okay because here's the thing it's been on my TBR list for a while because um Naomi Novak Novik has another series that's fairly popular called Uprooted, but she also has a series called uh, The Temerarer Chronicles. The first book is called His Majesty's Dragon. And first of all, I'm a sucker for dragons. Second of all, it is the Napoleonic War retold if dragons existed. So you have like the Navy and the military and then the Aerial Corps, and it's so good, guys. So it's totally different vibe, totally different than a deadly education, but I love it with all of my heart. And I've been a Naomi Novik fan like for years and years and years because of that series. So when this came out and it got super popular and, and like everyone was talking about it, and then Novelbound was like, we loved it. It was like, oh, I've been wanting to read it, so I picked it up. But I'm also feeling kind of cool because I like already was a big fan. You liked Naomi before she was cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm feeling really I don't that doesn't happen. I'm usually like very basic and just go with the flow of what other people think is cool. But I thought she was cool before she was popular and that's my you should think I'm cool plug and I'm done. I love it. I need to read that series because as a history fan that just and a fantasy fan that just sounds amazing. So good. 10 for we 10 both listened. We both listened to A Deadly Education on audiobook. Chelsea mm-hmm. now has copies of both of the books. I think I'm going to ask for them for Christmas. They're so pretty. So They're so pretty. And there's pictures in there that I didn't know were in there. Yeah, pictures and maps. And as we've said before, we're both a sucker for a good book map. So we do love. I would love. Do you know what would be super cool? I would love to have like a library one day when I like print out all of the maps from the books that I have and like decorate my library with them. At least one portion of my library. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I would do I it with oh, you. Oh, the library that we are going to build. Yeah, yes, we're going to we'll build a there. library <laughs> someday when we make a lot of money. We have been talking about I don't know if we've mentioned this. I can't remember honestly what I did this morning. So if we keep repeating stuff, just be like my husband and just continue to nod and say okay. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> but we've had we've joked for years about building like the coolest flipping library ever where like all of the genres, like the areas for the genres are decorated according and to the themed. genre. Like can you imagine just like climbing into like a pirate themed room and like you can pick up a book and then just like lay out in a hammock like it just would be so cool oh and have so much reading space because i feel like now like you don't i feel like nobody goes to the library to like read right i don't know and that was always like a dream of mine just to be able to go and read in a library and it's also like here's a desk for people to study 
I'm like, no, I want to just sit in a beanbag chair and yeah, I want like a, a bunch of reading nooks, and there's gonna mm-hmm. be secret passageways so you can find like yeah. secret hidden yep. reading rooms, and like <laughs> you can like climb up to the second floor on ladders, and there will be fire poles, and there will be little rope swings. It's gonna be the freaking coolest library on the planet. So someday, we just named it yet? We've thrown out so many names, and we haven't found one we quite like yet. Anyway, that's beside the point. Speaking of really cool buildings and crazy <laughs> magic things, let's talk about a deadly education. A deadly education. <laughs> oh, Okay, so this book, many people have described it as like a dark Harry Potter, but in really no way other than the fact that there is magic involved and a kind of school. Does it have anything to do with Harry Potter? Yeah, there's not teachers at the school, so I feel like it is nothing like Harry Potter. <laughs> like, Yeah. It's hard. It's just hard to describe, which honestly is pretty impressive to me because I feel like most books that come out now are either like fairy tale retellings, which are like amazing and wonderful. Like I'm reading the Cinder series, the Lunar Chronicles right now, like, and I've really enjoyed it. Um, but I feel like so many books coming out, it's just like, oh, it's like this or oh, it's like this. And this one, like I haven't figured out how to explain it. Mm-hmm. It's just a really cool freaking book. Yeah. So let's get let's get into it. Um, what did you rate the plot, Taryn? I rated the plot a four out of five. But here's the thing. I want to give this book, like, five stars everything. Like, really, the plot's like a 4.5 out of five. I thought, I still have so many questions. And not in a way where it was written poorly. And so I'm just confused. I am so excited. I haven't read the next book yet. I'm so excited to find out what the heck is going on and like what's going to happen in the future. And so the storyline, I felt like it it explained things well as it went. There were a lot of hard work, like new words where mm-hmm. I think if I was reading it, I would have comprehended them more or like remembered them better. But when yeah. you're listening to an audiobook, like it just but by the end of the book I still felt like I knew what was going on. I knew what the little monsters were called. I knew I could visualize like the school setup and everything. But I thought that the plot was good. I didn't think that there were any um dips in like the pacing. I I just thought that everything was good. Yeah. I loved it. I also say it's like a four, four and a half. Um the idea behind it was so intriguing to me and it is the first book in a trilogy so like there's quite a bit of setup and introduction in like the first third first half of the book where you're just still you're just learning so much and so that does take up a good bit of the plot because I think that Naomi Novik does a really good job of showing you how things work instead of telling you how things work and like obviously the main character narrates a lot so she does explain stuff but like you go to her classes and she shows you how classes work instead of just telling Mm -hmm. you like oh there are no teachers it's just magically provided stuff for you to work on like I I think she did a really good job um of that and it relies very heavily on you as the reader like paying attention to the details and reading between the lines a lot and I really really enjoyed that because I felt like I had to it was it's not really a mystery but it almost felt like a mystery where you were we trying were just to just learning alongside the character. Yeah, you just kind of had to piece things together and it was really fun and like mentally engaging and interactive. I enjoyed it a lot. Okay. 
character development. The main character's name, <laughs> guys, is Gladriel. She goes by L, and she straight up in the book acknowledges that her mom named her after a Lord of the Rings character, and nothing has ever made me so happy in my entire <laughs> life. I just, I love it. I love it. And also, I love that Lord of the Rings is like, canon exists in this fantasy <laughs> in world. world. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. I gave the character development a 5 out of 5. Oh, yeah. Is that okay? Sometimes I, I give 5 out of 5 and I'm like, I gave I it a 5 like out of 5. I just thought, so here's the thing. We, as in me and Chelsea, and I think of so much of the book community, we love a good morally gray character. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Elle went from a morally gray character in like how she acted to kind of acknowledging that she wasn't because yes. as she goes like because of so each of the each of the people that are in this um this school they have some sort of affinity so there's some sort of the magic that um they're drawn to or works best for them and hers is literally in the simplest terms to bring about the apocalypse like it's like destruction hers is just magic. to destroy everything and so her like her character and she acknowledges so many times like i should be bad like i know that i'm supposed to be bad Mm -hmm. but i don't want to and because of that i'm going to be stubborn enough to actively avoid my destiny and it's just really funny it's so (laughs) good yeah and i think the interactions between her as the main character with this like passive aggressive standoffish i don't care about anyone attitude and the main like love interest orion has like such a god complex and like not a god com- a hero complex mm-hmm. and like is just the stereotypical goody two shoe like i'm going to try and save everyone and there's always a way to do what's right and like their interactions, I just I are gold because mm-hmm. he's he's so good hearted, and Elle is just like come on, like like stop rolls her eyes. I loved that, and I I love them so much. Like one of my favorite lines is, "I decided Orion needed to die after the second time he saved my life." <laughs> <laughs> which like, is like one of the first a- lines of the book <laughs> i know which is just like gives i think it describes l so much she was like you saved me too many times gosh now you're, you're making me look bad like, <laughs> now i look bad because you freaking saved me and now i look weak so now i have to freaking kill you yeah so just as as a gist um for anyone who doesn't know anything about this book basically there's magical users in the world, and then there's these, like, dark magical creatures that are attracted to them and try and eat them and kill them and absorb their magic. So kind of like if we're going to compare it to something, if you think of, like, Percy Jackson. So all of the demigods, like, give yeah. off this something that makes all of the monsters attracted to them. That's how these magical users are. And so years and years and years ago, this school quote-unquote, school, for lack of a better word, is built so that once the kids hit a certain age, like that freshman age when they're, like, 
aura really starts to be noticeable are all magically teleported to this school. So there's only one way in and out and it's supposed to like decrease the number of, um, they're called mouse, Maleficaria, that can get to them. And, and as you, s- you start at the top of the school as a freshman and each year it like rotates down and you get closer and closer to the bottom floor until like your senior year, you have to like fight your way through all of these evil creatures out of the school. So it's just you and a bunch of other kids with no adult supervision trying to stay alive. And there are still like these evil creatures that kind of sneak in and make it in to the school still. So they have to be super careful and try not to die and like be super cautious about everything. And on top of that, you've got this like political intrigue of, okay, well, once you like quote unquote graduate and leave the school, you need to align yourself with like a, a coven for lack Basically. of yeah of other magical users so that you'll be protected and don't die so there's like a lot of political intrigue between the different people and like people trying to it's so good i i loved it and orion is like from the most powerful coven and what l are they, what are they actually called they're not called coven they call it's them- um it's the New York Enclave. They're Enclave. called Enclaves. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, so Orion's from the New York Enclave, which is like the most powerful. And Elle's mom is like a hippie, lives in a commune type situation. So she has no one to align herself with. And her mom just like is super famous for her healing spells and gives them away. Anyway, I'm going into too much detail at this point. But you should all read it because it's so good. <laughs> That's all. And I really do, like, sometimes it's hard when it is the first book in a series to show a lot of character development. But mm-hmm. there are just so many parts in this book that I think that's improvement. Like, the fact that she didn't say anything about that or the fact that she helped this person or acknowledged that she could have friends. Like, yes. just these little bits of, like, piece by piece by the end of the year until that freaking final line of the book, I feel like there's a lot of progress. I think it's awesome. And even with Orion figuring out, just having little things come to light with him. Okay, moving on. World building. We've already talked a little bit about it. Yeah, I feel like I explained a lot of the world building. I give it a four and a half. It would be five, but like I said, there's just so much to absorb in this first book. So much vocabulary, Mm -hmm. so much like political intrigue it you it was kind of hard to keep straight at first um and i feel like the first like quarter to a third of the book i felt like i was trying to drink from a fire hose but it was yeah. totally worth it <laughs> yes i gave it a four four point five two i'm really curious uh i see that you made a note about this too like i hope in future books i know the second book is called the last graduate so I'm assuming something happens with them leaving the school. So it'd be really interesting to see like how that actually happens. And then the third book, whatever it's going to be called to see how her impact and her like prophecy, basically that she received, how that's going to impact the world and and what Mm -hmm. that's going to look like outside of just the school. Well, and, and this whole book takes place at the school. So Mm -hmm. I think it would also be super interesting to see how every how the world works outside of this school because they they Mm -hmm. talk about it obviously 
um, as kids are from different places. But I think it'd be cool to see some of the different enclaves. Like, in the third book, I'd love to go, like, see the New York enclave, see the London enclave. Like, what what does yes. life look like outside of this school for them? Um, which, given, given that the whole book takes place in side of the school she does such a good job of making it come to life and making it feel so much bigger yes like i never felt like i was just trapped in the school like there was so much going on mm-hmm. and there were so many parts of the school too that it just it, it did feel like an entire world in this abyss that they're living in yeah okay, okay what's the last one pacing pacing i give it a four and a half borderline five it's not like a mega long book, but it's not a short book. And I flew through this. I think I read it in like two days um, or listened to it in two days. Also, side note, if you're going to listen to it, I thought the audiobook narrator nailed it. And she has a British accent and I loved her sass. That was just a side note. Yeah, but she was she was really good. I think it's good, too, because you because of the way she built the world where a monster can attack at any point or, you know, another kid could turn on you at any point because it's such a cutthroat nature of, like, mm-hmm. the kids at this school. You were constantly on edge and anything could happen at any time and it does. Like, oh, yep. you think it's just, like, a normal scene of them eating lunch? Nope. Monster attack. Like, it. You think that she's going to be just be able to go to bed? No. No. Monster, monster attack. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, she. It, so it was just super, super good. I really enjoyed the pacing. Kept me on the edge of my seat. Flew through it. Love Naomi Novik. That's all. I gave it a 5 out of 5 because I loved it. It was just good. I think overall I gave the book a 5 stars. 5 star read. I have recommended it to every single person that has asked me about it. It's so good. Yeah, I would say Even overall. Even people who like art fantasy readers i've still recommended it to them i'm like it's just i cannot wait to see how l's power just freaking mm-hmm. pardon the pun blows up <laughs> pardon the- oh man yeah there's just so much that happens in this book and i feel like you learn a lot mm-hmm. like where you're at the beginning of the book and where you end up are such drastically different places but you don't it's kind of like hiking a mountain where you like don't realize how far you've come until the end and you look back and you're like, oh my gosh. Like, oh crap, yeah. We've learned so much. Anyway. Yep. Okay, overall thoughts. Overall, fantastic. 100% recommend. Especially if you like fantasy, even if you don't like fantasy, I think it's worth checking out. Just all around fantastically well-written, mm-hmm. funny action-packed magic and it's relatively clean too like there's a there's a little bit of swearing but like if i was stuck in a school with monsters probably probably be swearing yeah (laughs) i'm gonna be honest so Uh, i didn't feel like it was excessive or unnecessary Every time anybody says something, I'm like, that was appropriate. That was You're being chased down the hallway, yeah. monster. You were allowed to say it. It's fine. Seems like it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It was It was good. It was good. Okay. Should we sound the alarm? Yeah. All right. 
um, we're going to go into spoilers, so if you want to read it, which I highly recommend, stop listening. Yeah, seriously. Go I'm, read the freaking This book. is one of those episodes where I'm like, I really don't want people to listen to the whole thing because I want them to stop and go read yeah. the book if you, you have haven't to. read it. But if you have read it, you then have you to go read it. keep listening. <laughs> yep. Okay. okay, go read it. We love you. Tell us what your thoughts are once you read it on Instagram. You know where to find us. Checked out and overdue. Um, that's all. Alarm time. Have a good day. Bye. Alarm. Go. All right. Okay, Chelsea. Um, can we talk about her destroying a monster that shouldn't be able to be destroyed? Be destroyed? Um, single-handedly. Single-handedly? With, she didn't even use that many crystals. It was all her own stuff. She didn't rely on anyone else. She's so freaking powerful. After that, that was the moment that I was like, oh, crap. Oh, like, shoot. <laughs> she's like, for real. It's not one of these stories where it's like, yeah, she's so powerful. And then she like barely does the minimum and everybody's like, wow, you're amazing. No, she's freaking destroying. Like, and then doesn't. And How tell anybody. One. She just walks like, in. She's like, oh, yeah. Cool. Moving on. And she lets everyone <laughs> think that she's the worst because she didn't go help them. But, like, mm-hmm. doesn't mention, like, oh, the reason I didn't come is I was too busy saving the entire all freshman. All of you. Yeah, all of you and the entire freshman class from dying. Like, minor detail. This journey that she goes on of realizing that she doesn't want to join any of the enclaves. And that she, like, mm-hmm. really has an issue with stuff is so good. And I feel like I feel like this prophecy of her destroying all of the enclaves is going to end up being one of those, like, she destroys it, but it's for the for the best. Like, she's going to make the yeah, world... Yeah, and it's not like she goes in and blows everything up. She's the reason why everybody decides to take care of everybody and not mm-hmm. just single out and, like, have this dumb competition. Right. Because she is her mother's daughter. Mm-hmm. I love her mom if, so much. If her mom dies, which I feel like she's going to. Oh no, I didn't even think about I that. Will destroy the world myself. I didn't like, even think about that. I do I feel like die. her mom's gonna die. I feel like her mom's gonna die. No. I don't like that. I don't like that at I all. I hope I'm wrong, but I feel it in my heart. <sighs> you might Sorry. be right. Sorry to put that out there. Okay, can we have the discussion of whether or not Orion is good? I don't know. I don't... I, like... I have so many feelings because is he gonna secretly, like, turn and be bad or is he gonna think that... Like, you know what I mean? What did we talk about? Did you have a theory? Oh, boy, do I have a theory. Let me tell you. Okay. (laughs) Nobody ever wants to hear my theories. Okay. Because there's, like, a paragraph in the book where she's talking about um, she's talking about one of the kinds of mouths that exist mm-hmm. and says... Oh, that was your theory. Sorry. Continue. Yeah, that it was like cr- they were created by someone. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. They were created and then like became mouths because they tried to domesticate them and it like didn't work. Um, Or she said they could be domesticated. I can't remember. The point was you learned that like Mouths can be created and there's like a range of what they can and can't do and like some of them can be domesticated. I think 
that Orion is somehow a Mao. Because the other Mao's can feed off of each other. Like, they multiple times talk about how, like, the larger Mao's eat the smaller Mao's and absorb their energy. And Orion's whole thing is that he absorbs their energy. I When he I, defeats them. Yeah. I feel like he was either created or something like that. And that when he was born, Elle's mom was sent out to try and, like, help him or look at him or something. And... Elle's mom, like, knows what he is, and that is why the last line of the book is her mom warning her to stay away from him. Even though he's such a good guy, I don't think Orion knows what he is. I think Elle is gonna piece it together, realize he's a Mal, and Orion's gonna go through this, like, identity crisis, and, like, that's why his mom was so hard on him to, like, be such a good person and, like, save everyone and, like, know everyone's names is because she didn't want anyone to find out that he is not human. There's my theory. That's such an interesting theory. That is my theory, and I'm sticking with it. I haven't read the second book yet, though, so we'll see. We need to read the second book. <sighs> also, the school being, like, sentient, mm-hmm. I feel like the school is up to no good. I feel like the school is up to no good, too. I feel like something in the next book, just because of the title, The Last Graduate, I feel like the school's going to be destroyed. Mm-hmm. Or they're going to stop using it or something. Like, the fact that that the, like, cleaning system has been broken for so long, it just, it feels so sketchy to me. And that the mm-hmm. school, tr- like, desperately did not want Elle to stop the mom mouse. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it was working so hard. So hard. To make her not be able to go to it. I just and it walked right past her, right? Mm-hmm. That's like that. That was that part, right? Where yeah, she where like, it wasn't interested in her, and she says like, "Oh, that makes sense because it would have been drawn to like where the most people were." But I'm like, then why would it not go towards where there's currently people, like, like the closest? Ones. Yeah, the library where all of the other creatures are. Like, and the fact that I don't know, I feel like her dad somehow is going to fit into all of this too. Like, I think that, I don't know. Uh, is there anybody else that it explains has her same affinity? Um, not that I can remember it ever mentioning. And she never tells anybody what her affinity is. No, which is also sketch, but whatever. Like if I don't blame her, like you tell the wrong person and she just started making friends. That's true. Like she just got Lou and what's her bucket. So, but powers influence at the same time. Like if she'd said that day one, people would have been desperate to align themselves with her or terrified of her. I mean, both. Yeah. They all thought that she was using dart or like stealing mana from people. Yeah. Yeah. They already thought that she was bad. And then if she told them, like, oh, yeah, my affinity is, like, I could destroy everything, they're going to be like, yep, you're terrifying. Not going to be with you. Cool. Um, yeah, that's true. That's true. But I feel like even Chloe even says that, like, they didn't really think she was using Maleficari. They just didn't like the influence she had over Orion. Like, but Orion, the influence with Orion, though, 
just started. She's been there for a couple of years already. Yeah, but that's also just because she's extremely standoffish and rude to everyone. <laughs> yeah, she's the worst and I love her. Like, oh my gosh, I love her so much. The fact that her and Orion were dating for so long and he just like didn't tell her that they were dating. <laughs> Do you remember Wait, that didn't scene? she? No. Where, like, I thought she, that it was the other way around. Like she, she was fake. He dating didn't him. know. Yeah, and then oh, she and he was thought like, that they were real dating. She was like, they never really talked about it. But she was like trying to cuddle up with him, like get close with him to like use him to get into an enclave, and then she kept waiting for like someone else in the New York enclave to be like, you need to stop dating her. And then he'd be like, we're not dating. And then, like, it would stop. Like, she spent this whole time being afraid that he's going to stop hanging out with her. And then, like, at the end of the book, I can't, I should find it. There's, like, a paragraph where she, like, realizes that, like, that conversation did happen and he didn't deny that they were dating. And he, like, secretly was actually wanting to try and date her. And then... And then the scene at the end where he, like, kisses her and she was like, you idiot, we're about to die, and, like, knees him in the groin. I just yep. freaking love that so much. I like their relationship a lot. Oh, my god! I mean, like, it's it's not perfect by any means, but I do think that they it's are It's solid. Funny. It is so solid. I just... I am super curious to see how things all tie together. Because they got this graduating yeah. class out, right? And they, yeah, and they had to make the whole deal where they were going to go get rid of a bunch of the monsters. But I feel like the school's going to be mad, as you oh, said yeah. before. Like, it's sentient. Like, I think the school's going to be mad. Yeah, I'm I'm just so curious to see what, what happens next. Like, I genuinely don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Because there's not a clear bad guy. Like I don't know what who exactly are we fighting against the school? Are we fighting against the enclaves? Are we? Mm-hmm. I don't know who the bad guy is. Is it L? Is L the bad guy? Am I the villain? I, I want to think I'm the I villain. Think I'm the villain. <laughs> I want to read a book from the point of view of the villain. Somebody give me a recommendation. I'm trying to see. I want to read the synopsis. A budding dark sor- sorceress determined not to use her formidable powers uncovers yet more secrets about the workings of her world in the, se- in the stunning sequel to A Deadly Education, the start of Nao- Naomi Novik's groundbreaking crossover series. Um, crossover series? Is it related to Uprooted? I don't know. I haven't actually read Uprooted. At the Scholomance... Scol- L, Orion, and the other students are faced with their final year and the looming specter of graduation, a deadly ritual that leaves few students alive in its wake. L is determined that her chosen group L is determined that her chosen group will survive, but it is a prospect that is looking harder by the days as the savagery of the school ramps up. Until L realizes that something's winning the game, so that sometimes winning the game really means throwing out all the rules. Wow. Wow, that's very different than what my book says. What does yours say? It says, in wisdom, shelter. That's the official motto of the Scholomance. I suppose you could even argue that it's true. Only the wisdom is hard to come by, so the shelter is rather scant. Our beloved school does its best to devour all of its students. 
but now that I've reached my senior year and have actually won myself a handful of allies, it suddenly developed a very particular craving for me. And even if I somehow make it through the endless wave of Malificaria that it keeps throwing at me in between grueling homework assignments, I haven't any idea how my allies and I are going to make it through the graduation hall alive. Unless, of course, I finally accept my foretold destiny of dark sorcery and destruction. That would certainly let me sail straight out of here. The course of wisdom, surely. But I'm not giving in. Not to the mouths, not to fate, and especially not to the schoolmance. I'm going to get myself and my friends out of this hideous place for good, even if it's the last thing I do. It basically says the same thing. So we were right. The school's, like, really not happy with her. (laughs) Yeah. Freeze. This article says Naomi Novik's A Deadly Education is getting a film adaptation. (gasps) That would be such a good film. They would be super cool. I hope they don't make it gross, though. I feel like it'd be okay. I feel like if they did something similar to, like, Stranger Things, like the Demogorgon, mm-hmm. something, something like yeah. that, I feel like you could get... you. Which, to be fair, there are some scenes in the Stranger Thing that I'm like, ew. Yeah. Mm. Which I'd be fine with that, because that's not the whole book. Right. I don't know what the adaptation is going to look like or when it's going to come out. But if that actually happens, I am down. I'm so down for that. Ah, I, I feel like we need to read. Or I mean, we need to review these closer to when I read them because my brain decides to forget everything. All I know is that I loved it. Um, I'm really excited. To, I'm glad she has friends. I'm excited to see how those, those like alliances continue and I'm waiting to see which of the which of the enclaves gets really mad at her and does something. <laughs> I just feel like there's going to be more intrigue. There's going to be more stabbings, throwing yeah. people into the void. I just feel like it's going to Yeah, I feel like there's so many elements that we haven't seen the full potential of and like questions left unanswered. Like I really feel like what happened with her dad is going to come back and be relevant. I feel like pushing someone into the void is going to come back and be relevant. Like, what is the void? Where does it go? What I think that's going to end up coming back. That, like, towards the end of the book, when Lou gives them all the little trained mouse. Oh, I'm so excited to see the I don't know how it's, I don't know how that's going to play into the second book, but I know it's going to be gold. And, like, obviously the warning with Orion leaves you with a lot of questions. Chloe coming to her and telling her that she wants to be friends and like start over is super intriguing to me. Where like Chloe's one of the Enclave kids who's starting to see maybe they're not going about things the right way. Yeah. But she also has like that um the book. The book with the Egyptian from the Egyptian. She has a enclave. book with all of with like the old writings. Mm-hmm. With like the very first enclave that was made. Like all of this somehow is... And she has the mirror, which I feel like the mirror is going to end up coming back to. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. That she accidentally made like that mirror. Because I feel like, why did they tell us so much about that if it's not going to come back? Like, it doesn't talk about any of her, her other projects that in depth. So, I don't know. But it's going to be good. But can you imagine how powerful her and Orion would be paired together? Like, if she could use Orion's power for mm-hmm. every time she killed his mana his mana every time that she killed a mal and he absorbed it like you know how much he could have gone from that mouth that she killed it would have been yeah. insane 
Also, I'm still talking. I'm so sorry. No, you're good. The fact that the New York Enclave won't let him control his own mana. Right? That was insane. Which also is another thing that makes me think he's a mal. Is that they don't have control. Anyway, there's just a lot of questions and things that were left open. And I want answers. Well, let's read the second book. I have it right here. I'm ready. I know. You just got it on audiobook, too. Yeah, I did. I need to read it. But I was reading Kingdom of the Wicked, and I got distracted. I just started Kingdom of the Cursed, and uh, yeah. Kingdom of the Cursed or Kingdom of the Wicked? Kingdom of the Wicked. Sorry. Right? That's the one that I- That's the first one. You just finished? Yeah. Oh, crap. Wait, Kingdom of the Wicked is second? No, Kingdom of the Wicked is the first book. Kingdom of the Cursed- Yeah, that's the okay, first. Cool. I was like, crap, I'm listening to Kingdom of the Wicked. How did so I not realize that this was the second one? Y- you would know if you jumped into the yeah. second one. Oh, gosh. Also excited. a solid book. <sighs> well, Chelsea, sorry no. that I have the brain of a goldfish. I need no. to make better notes as I read. Yeah, I need to write this down. This book, too, like, there's just, there's just so much. And I, yeah, we just need to read the second one. And I'm going to just impatiently wait for the third one. I don't know what I'm going to do. I have so many books right now, or like series, that I'm waiting on the last book of a trilogy, and I can't. I can't with the cliffhangers, guys. I know that (sighs) the second one has a really big cliffhanger, too. I'm so scared to read it. (laughs) (sighs) Well. Okay. Well, thanks for being here, guys. Send us all your thoughts. We would love to hear about it. We we love talking to about books and to you about books. Yes. We love it's you all. Fun. Yeah, thanks for being patient with us again. Life's life. My fault. Love you guys. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's both of our faults. You're fine. This is a team thing, Chelsea. Sorry. Team effort. Credit. Team effort. <laughs> team effort. Both of us uh, are the worst sometimes. <laughs> Not the worst. Uh, We're great. We're pretty fantastic. All right, everyone. Okay. Have a wonderful week and we love what you all. Should they, what should they eat this week? Hot chocolate. Have really good hot chocolate this week. Yeah, get some hot cocoa. I love hot chocolate. So good. Makes me so happy. (laughs) The little little marshmallows or go to Dutch Bros. Their hot chocolate is whipped cream. Yeah. Mm. So good. We should Einstein's also has really good hot cocoa as well. Starbucks is okay. I like their peppermint hot, their peppermint white hot chocolate. Starbucks? Man. I've never had it from Starbucks. Their Starbucks peppermint white hot chocolate is a treat. I don't really like their normal hot cocoa very much. I feel like it's kind of bitter, but their peppermint white hot chocolate makes me so happy. Interesting. Interesting. I'll have to try. Yep. But all right, everyone, Do it. go get some hot okay. chocolate. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. Bye.